You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. I first learned about today's guest, Treya, a New York-based musician about two years ago. Over the years, I've seen and heard her perform several times, and it's always such a treat. She has an incredible voice, and I'd like to share a clip of it here with you now. Remember that day When you realize that there is more to life than what you know The colors grew bright As I kissed your eyes And brought the highest highs and lowest lows It's been amazing to see her progress to this particular point in time. Right now, she's in the midst of a pledge music campaign, which is a sort of crowdfunding campaign to raise money for her to go into the studio to record her first album. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Treya to the Talking Taiwan podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Treya. Thanks, Felicia. Happy to be here. Great. I don't know if I told you this, but I had actually heard about you through TaiwaneseAmerican.org because a couple of years ago, I think you were profiled on their website. So, you know, props to them, you know, for always finding out about up-and-coming people in the community. That's a connection in case you didn't know. <laughs> oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, I remember when I first put the Steelers out, my manager at the time was reaching out to the Taiwanese-American community, and I felt a little hesitant just because of my lack of knowledge, I guess. I felt sure. like almost like an imposter because mm-hmm. I didn't speak any Mandarin and... Mm-hmm. But the response I got from the Taiwanese-American and the Taiwanese community has been really warm and accepting and humbling, even though they know that I know very little. They've been so supportive. Oh, yeah. I can't say enough, but I'm a little bit biased. I mean, I think people on the whole are are very warm and they're very inclusive. So, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you had such a great experience so far. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, great. So I wanted to talk about your music because that's where we're here, right? And so you are, <laughs> you're both like a singer and a musician. You write your music, you sing. And I think you have like a really unique vocal style. And, you know, someone described your voice to me as a cross between Nora Jones and Billie Holiday. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. uh, what vocalists have inspired you? sang my entire life, but I never really considered myself a singer up until a few years ago. Oh, really? Oh. The instruments that I chose growing up, like the viola, I played the bass, like these were all supportive instruments, and I never thought that I would go into a more vulnerable role as like singing. So when but, you started uh, off, were you playing mostly stringed instruments and you weren't even actually singing? Is that how you started off? I started playing piano when I was about three years old. Mm-hmm. And it was just like classical music. There was no singing. My parents, we, we all went to church. And so I didn't really start singing until like I got involved with the choirs and stuff. At church? Oh, okay. At church, yeah. But as far as vocal influences. Cat Power was somebody that I listened to a lot uh, in college, and she's got this really smoky, soulful, 
like pained voice. Mm-hmm. I took a lot from that. Like mm-hmm. I listened to her a lot and I mm-hmm. studied her instruction. Mm-hmm. And I guess Melody Gardot is an incredible songwriter that I obsessed over her album, mm-hmm. my one and only thrill for like several years. Mm-hmm. And I guess like Frank Sinatra as well. Mm-hmm. He was one of the few musicians I was allowed to listen to as a child. So I think there are definitely some influences in terms of like how sensitive he is and but like also how dramatic he can be. Yeah, and Etta James. Mm-hmm. I, I listen to a lot of voices and if I hear little details and little inflections and nuances, I try to capture all the things that I like about everyone else and kind of bring right. it into my right. voice. Wow, great. So how many musical, uh, different types of musical instruments do you play? Primarily three. Mm-hmm. I would say... In terms of songwriting, I'm mostly comfortable on the guitar, mm-hmm. and I studied viola when I was in college, so I have like a bit of a string background as well. Like spent many years growing up playing in youth orchestras and school orchestras, and the piano I recently started playing again. Mm-hmm. How do you? What's your process like? I'm always very curious about this as a writer myself. Like, what's your process and for your songwriting for me it's patience i guess patience and preparation i i I have a lot of notebooks around that i will turn to when i have small ideas to keep track of but a lot of times i don't know i i feel like i should be practicing more and like writing more just to Really? How much do you practice right now? It varies. I, I've had a pretty pretty busy month or like a pretty busy last couple of weeks. So yeah. not, I really don't think I've practiced that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But ideally, at least two or three hours a day would be good. Wow. Two or three hours yeah, a day. Ideally. In an yeah. ideal world, I would be able to just lock myself in <laughs> sure. and practice. <laughs> Yeah, especially with the piano, I just feel like I'm getting back into it, and uh-huh. I feel like I'm a little out of shape in terms of like, what I can do with yeah. instruments. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Are there any like particular themes or things that inspire your uh, musical writing or composition in particular? I would say nature mm-hmm. is a huge factor. A lot of my writing for the album that I'm currently working on was done while taking solo trips, like camping trips. I would just leave in the middle of the night with my guitar, and part of it was written on a road trip to Canada where I went camping by myself, and, like, the other part was written when I went to California and, like, rented a car for a month and just drove up and down with no plan, just, like, a notebook and a guitar. Wow, nice. Time myself. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been able to take that much time off and travel, but that is a big influence in terms of writing. I guess the other the other half of it would be people that really inspire me. So it's like kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. There's like I'm inspired by solitude, but I'm also inspired by the stories and the community that surround me. And yeah, I just take bits and pieces from both sides and create. Great. 
And um, do you ever experience what people call is writer's block, like get stuck on a certain point and not know how to continue or finish, or maybe you, you don't feel inspired to write? And if that happens, what do you do about that? Uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, in the middle of probably one of my longest writers. Oh, really? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, sorry to hear uh, that. It, it is what it is. Yeah. I think when I was younger, mm-hmm. this would have terrified me. Uh-huh. I used to have this kind of sense of, like, I'm never, like, oh, my God, that was the last song. Like, I'm never going to be able oh. to do it again. <laughs> Just because it feels like such a, like, earlier on, yeah. especially, it just felt like, I was capturing a moment Mm -hmm. rather than building it piece by Mm -hmm. piece. It's been, I don't know, like I had a couple of losses in my family that have kind of just killed my ability to tap into other levels of myself. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope it's temporary. Thank you. Yeah, I I realize it's temporary. It's temporary. (laughs) And I think how I'm processing this particular writer's block is by just not forcing anything and kind of accepting that this is a temporary mm-hmm. moment and that my subconscious is processing mm-hmm. everything that's going on mm-hmm. just to be kind of like generous to myself and allowing myself to just take time mm-hmm. to find a way to be present again and to heal and to grow and to know that every everything that's going on right now will eventually be transformed into something that I hope will resonate and inspire other people in the future. Right. Oh, no, I mean, that's so important because I think a lot of us are our own toughest critics. So, yeah, it's really important to um, not be so hard on yourself and give yourself the space to just go through it. Yeah, yeah. So, do you prefer doing live performances, or would you rather do more studio recordings and get your work out there by these recordings? Which do you prefer? I'm definitely more of a live performer. Mm-hmm. In my, like, I've been performing as a songwriter publicly for over 10 years, and I still don't have anything that is completely recorded and released outside of my circle of friends. Okay. But it's kind of like a chicken and egg scenario. Like for me to expand my network in live performances, it's, I've hit a point where it's imperative for me to have something recorded for people to take home with them. I'm going into the studio in a couple of weeks at the end of June to record my first album with the producer, Kaki Ching, uh-huh. who lives in Brooklyn. And, yeah, I'm very new to the studio. I've had some practice, but I don't know. I'm a little... Uh, I'm excited and nervous. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, related to your current Pledge Music campaign, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. You want to talk um, a little bit about that? For people that don't sure. know what a Pledge Music campaign is, it's like a crowdfunding campaign. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. It's like a crowdfunding campaign. I guess the only difference is with a lot of different platforms, once the campaign is done, then the page itself is kind of, it just becomes like a an archive mm-hmm. of something in the past. Mm-hmm. Like you raise the money and whether you make it or not, like that's it mm-hmm. uh, after that date. But with Pledge Music, 
after the crowdfunding is done, it switches to a platform that will continually be useful. So you can receive updates. So basically I'm raising money for the album mm -hmm. before it's even recorded. Right. So and what's your goal? What's the, the amount that you're trying to raise? The total amount that I'm trying to raise is around $10,000. Okay. And I think you were close to 50% the last time I checked. Do you know where you are now? So for Pledge Music, I kind of set a lower goal. I set like a $3,000 goal just because it's all or nothing. Oh. If I don't make the goal, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't get anything at right. all. But and, you can certainly exceed. Um, yes, you can exceed. And I thought it would be uh, better for me to set a lower goal and to exceed rather than sure. put all my eggs in one basket. Sure. It's kind of difficult for myself and many artists to, to ask for help, I think, in this mm -hmm. regard. Especially, I don't know, as like a... As a child of immigrants, like you just learn to work yeah. for things. It's difficult to, like, ask for things that you don't feel like you really, you didn't really, like, earn it mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. So that was something I, like, struggled. I'm still Yeah, it's a challenge. Really... It's a challenge. But you have to believe yeah. that what you're bringing in the world has value and it, you should be paid for that value. I agree. Yeah. In theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm trying to execute that yeah. in action. Yeah. Actually, about the Fletcher's campaign, do you want to talk a little bit more about what people can get at different donation levels, or like, some, do you want to say things a little bit more specific about that at all? Yeah, sure. So, the at the lowest price tier, you will get something called an access pass, which will give you access to updates and exclusive downloads of uh, unreleased demos, in addition to a digital version of the album when it releases and that comes with everything and so how much is that donation level and that's ten dollars okay yeah that's okay. uh i feel like very very accessible yeah um, definitely. easy to be a part of and the next step would be 25 which will give you everything mentioned before in addition to a signed copy of the cd mm -hmm. you can get handwritten lyrics to songs of mine for $200, you can have me cover a song of your choice. Oh, neat. There are parts where for $125, you can have your name in the liner notes in addition to like a signed copy of the right. CD. Right. For people in the tri-state area, I am also making available like a like a house concert in a location of your choice. Oh, neat. So if you want a performance, like a live performance, for me, uh, I'll come and play like a 45 minute to an hour set in your oh, home. Nice. Yeah, and it, it goes all the way. It, if you want to fund the whole thing, you know, there's a $10,000 option as well. <laughs> yes, of um, course, there's always a $10,000 option. If anyone listening out there <laughs> is why feeling not? generous or, you know, has the extra, you know, something that they could give. Absolutely. Great. Is there any closing things you'd like to share? I've been really fortunate to have the Yuzan, uh, who's connected me to a lot of the American community, including Fortune, who's like very involved with creating and facilitating events around New York, and Uncle Patrick, who's just you know someone who is very warm and welcoming and like open 
to educating me a little bit about the history of Taiwan. Diana from Asian in New York has been great as well in like sharing my stuff and TaiwaneseAmerican.org, TAP. It's just been, had a lot of help, I think, up until this point in Great, yeah. I mean, anybody in the uh, Taiwanese American community in New York knows these names. They're, you know, such huge supporters and organizers in the community, and especially Uncle Patrick, you know, he's been around the longest, hugely supportive. So, yeah, I'm so glad that you're connecting with them and that they've been able to help you along. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for the support, and thank you for listening, and... Please do get involved with the Pledge Music campaign. Every little bit counts. To see the daffodils break through the winter's chill and melt the ice. I've been speaking with Treya, singer, songwriter, musician, and composer. To learn more about Treya, visit her website, www.treyamakesmusic.com. And if you like what you just heard, support Treya's Pledge Music campaign by visiting www.pledgemusic.com forward slash projects forward slash Treya. That's T-R-E-Y-A. Her campaign to raise funds to record her first album runs until June 23rd. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking Taiwan Podcast. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.